baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekend sports with a difference. So I thought it'd be fun if we all went around and said our name and a little something about ourselves. I'll start. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. Will you stop your damn sniveling, son? Buck up, Bart. Buck up. On ESPN Sports Radio 1080, The Fan. Hey, we have returned. We back. Both of us are back. Both of us were out last week. Thank you to Andrew Nemec for filling in. And uh, from what I heard, doing a solid job on the uh, on the solo show with Jesse last weekend. Oh, well, Andrew Nimick is amazing. I'm not surprised. Well, we are back, though, and we are refreshed, hopefully. Although I, my, my weekend wasn't as refreshing as it was, like, gloriously exhausting in Vegas. And you went to L.A. I did. I did. LA and I don't dope. know if that was refreshing, but... It's always good to be away. And and it definitely helped that I was gone on the days that it was, like, thundering and lightning and stuff like that. So Here? hail. It was, like, golf ball size hail. Really? And yeah, and I was in L.A. where it was, you know... I had no idea. I knew, I knew we were missing the rain, but I had no idea it was actually that bad when we were gone last weekend. I was in 105 degrees and sunny. I was fine. Yeah, yeah. People, I was looking at my timeline, and it was, man, this hail. I hate it here. Really? Rain in the middle of June? Or it was <gasps> like, oh, so. You mean but, you forgot that like three years ago it didn't start the summer until like July 4th? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> which is which is common for for Portland, though. But no, I was, I was in L.A., Super cool. You know, got a chance to hang out, go to Six Flags, you know, do some other stuff. So I love cool. Six Flags. Yeah, it's cool. There is, that is the one thing, I, I love living here. That is the one thing about living here that I hate is that there's no good, real amusement parks near us. Well, you've clearly never been to Enchanted Forest. <laughs> I have intentionally not been to Enchanted Forest based on what I've heard about Enchanted Forest. Even the name Enchanted Forest makes me think I'm going to get raped and killed there. You are not, man. Enchanted Forest is awesome. Actually, is it more I, awesome than Six Flags? It's all it's all perspective. Like it's depend on it depends on <laughs> what you you're looking to, for. Look you trying to spin this. It depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for, you know, like a more classic feel then you'll love enchanted Forest. classic feel yes man what Those does that mean old and run down i said classic i didn't I say old and said. run down i'm, I'm like, trying to i'm trying to read between the lines here no it's you know it, it could use an upgrade some <laughs> some you know some some a face list of, of sorts but when you say classic what's the first thing that comes to mind about that throwback? place. Throwback? Oh, shoot. About that place? Why, why did you say classic? Uh, because, you know, everything in Enchanted Forest is based off of fairy tales and stuff like that. So if you're a kid, then you remember, you know, Old Mother Goose and the, the what's the, there was an old lady that lived in a shoe, you know, that okay. whole thing. You know, so those little fairy tale classics are there. So that's why you thought classic? 
Yeah, why else would I think classic? Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say Don't try that. to throw shade at a place you've never been, Lynch. Come on, man. <laughs> Look, I've heard plenty about, I've heard enough about Enchanted Forest to know that I don't want to go there. Um, I want, but either way, if, even if there was a place that like, I know Oaks Park has rides and stuff like that, but the six flags of the world give you like the best coasters possible. Yes. And we don't have that out here. I'm a huge roller coaster guy. I love roller coasters. I love going on the biggest and the baddest and the craziest ones. And that just doesn't exist out here. And I miss it. No, yeah. It's, it's, it. it's definitely a, you know, not, a, not, not as cool that we don't have, like, a really cool theme park. Like, Oaks Park is really, for me, known more for roller skating than <laughs> going. I mean, seriously, you can't yeah. go to the amusement park in, in February. You know, you can go roller skating in February. True. So. You know, that's kind of what I, what I always think of Oaks Park. But, yeah, it would be cool to have, you know, a, a Six Flags, a, you know, a, a Disney something, you know, Universal Studios. Like, all those things are right there in L.A., and they're the, you know, kind of the coolest places ever. Have you ever been to Universal Studios? Uh, I've been to the one in Orlando, yeah. Um, that was stuff. a while ago, but I've been there in, or in Orlando. And uh, I've never actually been to L.A. yet, so that's the – I went to San Diego a couple weeks ago. LA is now the last place that I, or the last big city, I should say, in California that I haven't been to. And here's so. this: Six Flags wasn't even the coolest part of LA, man. Venice Beach and Santa well, Monica. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the and, coolest. No, part. no, I'm no, I'm just saying like that. It, that was cool to go there, but getting to Venice Beach and Santa Monica and it's 78 degrees, you know, a perfect, you know, 78 with the nice little breeze and man, chickadees rolling around and bathing suits. It's 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 a pretty, it's it's pretty dope. Some of the best like. You know, the tacos or pizza, and I got a tattoo out there, bro. Like, whoa. Yeah, right. There's like, well, there's like 40 tattoo spots, you know? And so I was like, yeah, let's go ahead and okay. spare the moment. Why not? What'd you get? I actually got my son's name, crown, and my son's name right here on my chest here. Nice. Yeah, man. I so, like the little white inside it, too. I didn't think I could do that. Yeah. I thought I was a little too dark skinned to, to get any type of color, you know, in, in a tattoo. So actually, it's all good, though. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad you had a good time, even no, though you had cool. to go be a chaperone for some of the trip as wasn't well. wasn't quite Vegas, but it, it was it was definitely nice to be away. Well, that was the one thing I was going to say. You, you mentioned uh, the, the ladies walking around in the bathing suits. I got to say, the only major city I've ever been in, in the city where I saw many, many women walking the streets in nothing but a bathing suit, is Vegas. I've never seen that before. Where you, literally you're just walking down the street like, you know, go, they, they set it up insane, by the way. I remember the first time I went, you walked down the strip. Now it's like there's pathways and you have to cut through every single casino known to man to get to the next side of the street. But either way, so walking along all of those, I saw so many women literally just wearing bathing suits around. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Can we do this in other cities? Like, is this allowed? Yeah, no, it's not. You're not going to see this in New Mexico <laughs> more or than likely. in Portland. Yeah, ever. So, yeah, Vegas is always cool. I got to get back there sometime soon. Go, go to a Knights game. You went to school there. Did go Rebs? We actually end the the big the big story the big story a story from Vegas was we land take a cab and the cab driver screwed us and he drove us around for an extra fifteen minutes and we had no idea where we were going because we had never been there before but we didn't make it obvious we didn't know where we were going we just told him the name of the hotel and that was it we didn't say anything to him and he literally he drove around UNLV's campus twice mm. and we were nowhere near UNLV's campus and we were just like where are we going? And then we asked him, I was like, dude, do you know where you're going? He goes, yeah, it's right over there. And you paid him the full price? I mean, I didn't tip Ballin'. him. I didn't tip him, but I paid him the price. <laughs> he didn't have, have heard from me. Hey, man, my GPS says it's that way. 
I told well, you. I couldn't get my GPS to freaking work. I tried to open it on my phone, and it, nothing was loading on my phone. So he, he must have like a cell phone killer in his car or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's smart. Makes me think it was intentional. After that, we took lifts the entire way because you can actually see the exact route that they're taking on their phone. So <laughs> that was uh, that was my welcome to fabulous Las Vegas story. Was I got screwed in the? Uh, I got I got screwed by the uh, the first cab driver that we saw at the Vegas airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not cool. So what was it that you asked me before we got on the air? By the way, about what I don't remember. Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm, who, who can tell? I was you know the commercial came on. I was like, man, would you ever go to Jurassic Park? Like if there was. An actual, because I, I heard the end of your show on Friday, I think it was, and you guys were kind of talking about dinosaurs and and them making there was a story chickens. that they could turn chickens into dinosaurs or something like that. You know, and we all know Which that they say birds are real life you know, uh, dinosaurs or you know had had evolved from dinosaurs. So my question is, was if there was Jurassic Park and it was real, would you go? It's like I'm, I don't, I mean, no. I think I would. I don't know, man. Like I, 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 would, be I would be interested, interested in and in going. In, in going. I, I think I would have to go. It'd be like bungee jumping. Like I don't know if I would actually do it until you know it was time to actually do it. What? Yeah, I don't think I. No, seriously, would be one you of those things. Like, do it until it was time to yeah, do it. Yeah, until like uh, you know, I don't know if I ever would. And then it'd be everybody would do it, and be an opportunity to have an opportunity to do it, and be like, ah, okay, why not? You know, but not something I would actually you know really want to do. I think bungee jumping could be fun. But no, Jurassic Park, no effing way. After watching the movies, after seeing what happens, I know they're movies, but after watching them, I would have so much fear of that happening again in real life that there would be no way. I would love I love dinosaurs. Like as a kid, I was obsessed with dinosaurs. But there would be absolutely no way that I would go to Jurassic Park. In fact, if Jurassic Park opened close to me, I would probably move How away from How about this? It. How about if there were only like no, you know, no carnivores? Nope. So you wouldn't want to see like a brontosaurus and I would some other stuff. I, Again, I would love to see a brontosaurus, but I'm not going to go see a brontosaurus. I mean, I don't think the brontosaurus would eat us. So, I <laughs> mean, I don't, I don't assume. one that finds out whether that's true or all, not. All the, all the books I read said they, they, they only eat plants. So, I yeah, mean, but guess maybe. what? These aren't real dinosaurs. These are made up dinosaurs from chickens. Uh, very true. They're not actually the the DNA brethren. Very true. <laughs> they are from our current. If there's a Jurassic crop. Park, I don't know. I, I would have to be in. I would have to probably get a ticket just once, you know, no. just to just see what it is. Usually, if you go at the beginning, then that's that's usually when these things happen. You know, go at, go at the beginning. Don't go towards the. No, go at the beginning. While. They don't know what their safety protocols are yet. They they have no idea. They're brand new. No, what? There's no. There is no safe time to go to a Jurassic Park. None. Not even so. Not even to see the herbivores. Is that nope. what they're called? Like the, that is what they're called. Yeah, the plant eaters. No, I'm. I no, no. Please, I want to ride a triceratops. All right. Well, the triceratops use its giant spiky triangles on its back to kill you. Don't come crawling back to me. See, you just have to take it to a dark <laughs> place. Like it doesn't have to be about that. Trying to have fun looking at dinosaurs, man. Well, looking and riding are different things. In many in many regards. <laughs> oh, Touche. <laughs> All right, this is Sports Sunday. Uh, we have a lot of sports, don't worry, coming up on the show today. Uh, we are going to talk about the big NBA news slash rumors from the week that include Kawhi Leonard, how it ties to the Blazers, how it ties to the rest of the league. So that's coming up this hour. Also, NBA draft is this week. Kind of snuck up on us. It's, is uh, it? It's on Thursday, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so what do you want the Blazers to do? Do you want them to trade the pick? Do you want them to take a European guy that they're never going to see again? What do you want them to do? We'll talk about that as well. And also, we are in a very interesting time of the sports calendar. 
especially this weekend, because basically outside of baseball, none of the major sports are going on, but you've got the U.S. Open, you've got the World Cup, and you've got the College World Series all going on this weekend. What are you watching? Why are you watching it? Is there anything that you think is worth watching? We'll talk about that as well. Plus, Hater Love in hour number two with Jesse at 1030. So that's all coming up. Text us on the fan text line at 55305. You can also find us on Twitter at 1080thefan, at Mike Lynch 27 at TaylorMade503 is Rashad, and at Jesse Osmond, A-S-Z-M-A-N, is our producer, Jesse. But coming up next, the big story of the week. Kawhi Leonard wants out. Where is he going to go, and what does that mean for the rest of the league? This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 917 here on your Sunday morning. Mike and Rashad back with you this week until 11 o'clock. Also, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, including you, Rashad. Indeed. Thank you so much, Happy, Father's happy Father, Day. Mr. Mr. Gary. Yes, to my, my dad. guy. Absolutely. Hopefully, Probably nicest hopefully listening. To Jesse's people, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Happy Father's yeah, Day to Jesse's everyone. dad. And yeah, dads who are listening to us right now. Happy birthday, dad. Happy it's never Thomas. about dad, you know, and that's, that's, you know, I'll, I'll go there later. If I was going to rant about something, ooh, it's not, I mean, I, it's, I don't think it's that oh, deep, but I know, know what we're nobody, doing at 10 o'clock. Nobody, the, this, this week's Rashad rants, hey, which we haven't done in a while. Nobody cares about dad, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, I'll buy mom this $3,000 Zales bracelet. Show mom how much you love her. Buy her the Lexus right. LX street. Oh, Father's Day is coming up. Dad really needs these cargo shorts. Buy him like, some socks. Yeah, go to Men's Warehouse. We've got ties on sale. It's like uh, we'll talk about. Let's let's. Do, well, I'm going to give you a Rashad Rand segment because you're already passionate yeah, about it. Yeah, so that's coming up at ten. Uh, but we want to tie. I want to talk about Father's Day in general. Anyway, I'm not a father, but uh, I will be eventually. And uh, we talked about this on primetime a little bit this week, and I agree with the sentiment from both Isaac and Sue. So we'll talk about that coming up, ten o'clock hour. But let's get to the NBA. Kawhi Leonard, reportedly, according to Jabari Young, formerly Blazer Beat reporter, and then also Chris Haynes, another former Blazer Beat reporter, said he wants out. He's done. He says it has been an irreparable split between he himself and the Spurs, and he is demanding a trade. And Adrian Wojnarowski is reporting that the Lakers will be in on it. He's preferring the Lakers, that the Celtics will be in on it. Um, a couple other teams we saw as well, but those seem to be the two big ones so far early on in this process. And there's a whole lot to unpack with this. There's the Kawhi angle. There's the LeBron angle of this. There's the Blazers angle of this. There's a lot. But I want to start with Kawhi in general. Remember, Kawhi Leonard suffered the injury last year, only played nine games, the Spurs doctors cleared him to come back. His doctors said no or didn't clear him or he trusted his doctors more than the Spurs doctors. And he wound up missing every single game after the ninth, including the playoffs for the Spurs. And there was all these reports that were in the middle of it. Some of it comes from his uncle, I believe, is the guy who's probably leaking this stuff too. He's the big like confidant of Kawhi Leonard. And basically... What it, it appeared to be, at least from the outside, is he was not happy with the way the Spurs handled it. He was not happy with the pressure he felt to play when he didn't feel right. And um, 
he, he just he didn't feel like he was the respected star of the team as he should have been. So do you think Kawhi Leonard's in the right for demanding a trade, or do you think he's being, I don't know, silly or stupid for having these feelings when really they just wanted him to play because they were a really bad team without him? I mean, I think it's not a, really bad. But you I, know what I mean. No, they they weren't the same. You know, you're looking at the Spurs team this year that won 47 games. Like they've won over 50 games for the past 18 years. And so you look at what not have and and Lamarcus Aldridge had one of his best seasons this past year. Uh, yet and still, the Spurs came short. You know, by a, a few games of what they typically do. That's how important Kawhi Leonard is. And I think it's a little bit of both of what you said. I think some of this is on Kawhi's part, and I think some of this is on San Antonio's. But we've we've known about franchises and, and multiple sports pushing their guys along, making sure they get them back on the floor, you know, and from everything from cortisone shots to, you know, putting some just kind of taping up your knee or your ankle or pinky or whatever the case is, let's get you back on the floor. Let's get you back on the field. Like that's we've, – we've seen franchises and medical staffs do this to multiple players through history. Here's a guy in Kawhi Leonard that we all know just wants to hoop. Man, dude doesn't do commercials. He doesn't – I don't think he has a, a shoe deal. Doesn't have any of that stuff. He drives a 99 Tahoe. That's from everything I've read. He drives a 99 Tahoe. He's he doesn't strike me as somebody that's about himself and just wants all the money and all the glory to himself. Here's a guy that's saying, "Man, I'm not ready. I know the doctor said my knee looks good. My doctor is saying otherwise." And well, it's, I, like, it's not even a knee; it's a quad. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, my, my 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 leg isn't good at this point. Like for you're saying I'm okay. They're saying you know uh, it, it could use some work. I'm going to go with them. Like, if, if both of you guys are saying the same thing, then okay, great. But if somebody's still erring on the side of judgment, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with them. And I'm not mad at somebody for saying, man, I don't feel right. I don't want to hurt my team by being out there, and I'm not all the way good. He tried to play this year, right? He played a couple games. Didn't work as well for him. I just don't feel like I can do it. It's Derrick Rose, the biggest thing that happened to him is he was forced back. He felt so bad about not being on the floor for his team that, you know what, I'm ready to come back now, and I'll, I'll just do it, and I'll try to play through it. And he was never able to get over that mental hump. Well, it always of, leads to re-injury as well. And it all because you're always second-guessing. Because you're court. compensating for the for the leg or whatever that's hurt, so you injure the other side, and it's not it's not as strong. And yeah. Why Leonard is a guy that does things so effortlessly when he's on the floor. Like, if you look at the way he gets to the rim, the way he shoots, everything, it just looks like he's playing on easy for the most part. And so when I'm second-guessing this movement here and I'm second-guessing this jab step or I'm scared to jump because I don't know what's going to happen when I come, those are those things seep in, and, yes, it affects the way you play. So if my star player is telling me, man, I'm good, I would – would Pop have done this to Tim Duncan? If Tim had told Pop, hey, man, like, I'm not – I don't trust this ankle right now. I just don't feel good about it. Would Pop be like, oh, well, you, you need to get back on the floor because you're not, you're not helping the team. I, I think don't it, think he would have. I think it depends on the age that Tim Duncan was when he did it. In recent history, no way, because Tim Duncan had earned his trust and his respect and all that kind of stuff. But Kawhi has been with the Spurs for, what, three years now? Four? Uh, shoot, they won the championship four years ago. So, But he, I mean, he's fairly young, right? Yeah, like, he's, 20, he's 26 right now, 27. I'll look it up right now just to to have have the argument. So maybe, maybe if Tim Duncan was younger and maybe – Maybe this is a, a peek behind the curtain of what Kawhi's relationship with Pop and the Spurs has been, even when he's been a great player. Maybe it's been a little bit cold. Maybe it's been a little bit contentious. Maybe it's been a little bit just neutral. 
Maybe yeah. maybe hasn't maybe Kawhi hasn't risen to I'm going to lead this team and be a star. So I agree with all the points you're saying about Kawhi. I, I I'm with you 100. percent A lot of people in that sense a lot of people's bodies don't respond in the same way some people don't heal quickly some people mentally have to get over that hump that you're talking about to get back to doing what they need to do and they're not going to be as good if they don't have that mental edge even if physically they're okay Mm -hmm. so with all of that i agree with you but there's one part about this that makes me think Kawhi maybe isn't fully telling the truth with all of this or or maybe Kawhi isn't just mr go out and lunch pail play ball 99 tahoe guy it's he's trying to force a trade to the Lakers. He's trying to force a trade to Los Angeles. So he is doing what most other big stars in the NBA do right now, and that's force a trade to the glitz and the glam of a big market. So if Kawhi was all of those things that you are saying, I don't think he'd be trying to force a trade to L.A. He would just say, trade me. I need to go play somewhere. But he wants to go play in a big market where he can be a star. Well, he also well here's what we're Which not saying. Which makes me think that some of this has to do with that, it's, not him being fully ready and not necessarily the Spurs. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think that could be something to do with it. But we also remember Kawhi Leonard is from LA. Kawhi Leonard isn't from Massachusetts or well, you know. It's already Kawhi's seventh season, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Seventh seventh season. Uh but he's from LA. You know, this is this is not him wanting to go to a bigger, at least in my eyes, it's not him wanting to go to a bigger market. This is him wanting to be home or closer to home. And he strikes me as a dude that, you know, again, not in the limelight. I don't think I've ever seen him at a, at a picture of him at a club. I don't know if he has a Twitter. You know, it's just, he just. I hope he doesn't because he know, shouldn't be on there. Right no, now. he just, and really through this whole thing, how much from Kawhi have we actually heard? We've heard from his camp. We've heard from his doctors. We've heard from his people. We've heard from the Spurs. We've heard from Pop. When have we heard from Kawhi? We haven't the whole time. He sat there and been like, oh, well, keep talking. Do what you do. And this is why I'm like, I don't. Yeah, but shouldn't he be controlling the message a little bit? Right? It it, it, it kind of went out of control, right? It went from the camp blaming the Spurs to the Spurs blaming his uncle and the camp. And if Kawhi is there not saying anything, shouldn't he jump in and be like, whoa, 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 here's the truth. Again, I like Kawhi Leonard, and on the surface, he appears to be the Tim Duncan type of person who is quiet and a good leader and, you know, lead by example, that kind of thing. But he's just sitting on the sideline letting this huge argument about his future go on. Again, that it's a little bit of a red flag for me. Sure, he's from L.A., but... You know what? You know what else is about to happen with the Lakers, most likely, and yeah. we'll get to this next. Maybe LeBron and maybe Paul George. But I so think Kawhi Leonard's going to go form his own super team and, too. And I think that just goes back into his personality. Like I'm not going to. He won the Finals MVP and just kind of held up the trophy. Like, hey guys, yeah, here it is. All right, well, back to work. You know, I don't. He doesn't strike me as a dude that really wants that type of attention. And I, I think, man, going to L.A. doesn't necessarily mean the Lakers. He couldn't go to the Clips. No, he They've wants to go to L.A. Well. and he prefers the Lakers. Again, these Again, are all – these are, and this is from Woj. They're, you've seen a bajillion reports out there. But the only one I want to trust is from Adrian Wojnarowski. He's never wrong. If you're from L.A. or New York and you want to go home, like, I'm not mad at you for wanting to play for the Knicks or the Lakers. Especially if you're from those places. Like, it makes total sense for me for you to want to go play for your hometown teams. Well, this is a big deal because it's – it's Kawhi, who I honestly I think the the silence is more indicative of what his personality is considered to be. I, I mean, I I think um, him kind of keeping quiet is him trying to 
kind of maybe do the right thing or I mean he kind of reminds me of LaMarcus Aldridge in the way he just doesn't want to speak he doesn't want to get really involved with the the media he just kind of goes on the court does his business and you know I think he just wants his play to to speak for itself and and, and and to that point man who who else did the Spurs have a problem with in the last calendar year well Marcus Aldridge ready to go didn't want to be here no more this isn't what I signed up for and now they're doing the same thing to the star player and he hasn't said anything but again man not what I signed up for so we're, this is just really unusual because you know you're used to the Spurs being so buttoned up, so put together, so much like the New England Patriots of the NFL, and now there's so all this dysfunction, kind of all this drama, all this smoke starting to swirl around, and you're like, and then you're seeing another star player leaving another small team. So you want to point the finger always at the star player, but there's obviously going something going on with the franchise. Jesse, do you remember? And I was talking to Lynch about it, and he he didn't quite remember. Do you remember back in 1999, something significant was about to happen to the Spurs? Do you remember Tim Duncan was going to sign with the Orlando Magic? And everybody was like, oh, my God, T-Mac, Tim Duncan, and Grant Hill, they're going to win the East. They're yeah. definitely going to win. And then the 25th hour, like, oh, okay, I'll go back to the Spurs. Like, the Spurs, like, it, I get it. Like, I mean, they're the buttoned-up franchise that we think there's nothing wrong with. But sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm looking at these situations going, man, it can't all be – Man, rose petals over Rome there in San Antonio. You know Rome what I'm doesn't last forever. It, I mean, it, it eventually it's going to burn. Eventually, it's going to fall. You know? yeah. So, and I think that's where we are right now with the Spurs. I think now we're starting to see with player mobility and things like that that it's not always on these quote unquote selfish players. Sometimes it's on selfish coaches and GMs. Well, this does lead to a lot of potential big changes in the Western Conference or the NBA in general, depending on what happens. So I'll leave it up to you. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with what the Blazers could potentially do with this? Or do you want to start with the Lakers slash LeBron aspect of this? Because we're going to talk about both. But I mean, which is less depressing, I guess. <laughs> I mean, because LeBron goes to the Lakers, we can pretty much kiss whatever, you know, third place or, or anything the Blazers had in, in mind out of the – we can kiss that goodbye. Can we Can we just get, like, realigned with the East? Is that, oh. a, is that doable? Like you know, hockey? If you, if you yeah. look at the globe the opposite direction, we are closer to the east, technically, in terms of Asia, Japan, than they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, so. I don't think this is a bad idea. Just maybe petitioning the NBA to realign Portland with the east, and we strengthen that conference, and then all of a sudden we have that shot at the top seed. Mm. Do, do we have to have the Blazers fly around the, the globe the wrong way so that they can sell the fact that they're east? Ooh, I'd have 26 hours. That would be hilarious. Look, you're, you can't see, you're obviously from the West. Unless you go this way, then you're from the East. <laughs> Blazers are still the third best team in the East, though, right now. Yeah, I know. As constructed, it's, maybe the fourth. It's sad either way. Uh, let's start with the Blazers, I guess, because it is local, and a lot of people seem to want them to make a trade for Kawhi Leonard, and uh, we'll talk about that next. But first, Jesse, a sports center. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. So Kawhi Leonard wants out. He wants to leave the Spurs and likely go to the Lakers. But, of course, when this news broke, Portland Trailblazer fans everywhere started formulating trade plans to get Kawhi to come to the Blazers. You know, CJ McCollum, 
and Zach Collins and a first for Kawhi Leonard or something like that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, stuff like that. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, So apologies in advance, but uh, the Blazers are not going to trade for Kawhi Leonard. The Spurs likely will not take whatever the Blazers are going to offer for Kawhi Leonard from the Bla- or yeah from the Blazers. So you can dream big, Portland. You certainly can, and and you know there I shouldn't say they won't. There's like a 99 percent chance they won't. I guess there's always a small chance that they'll work a trade out, and something can happen like that. Hell, I've seen the Kings are mentioned as a team that could try to trade with the the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard. And wouldn't that be a funny jab from the Spurs? Welcome can, to Sacramento. You, you want to go? <laughs> Have fun in Sacramento yeah, this year, bud. I think you'll look great in that purple. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's always a, a small, small chance, but it. No, you should know better, Blazer fans. This is not going to happen. The Blazers have very, very little of worth uh, that is comparable to Kawhi Leonard's potential talent. Now, I do know that because he was injured for a year, that might go his talent level might be down a little bit or his value at least might be down a little bit. But just don't expect the Blazers to be involved in a Kawhi Leonard trade. However, I have seen that the Blazers could be involved in a three-team trade, um, taking on salary, using trade exceptions, stuff like that, to help facilitate a deal in, a, in this kind of a sense for Kawhi Leonard or any of the other big stars that are currently on potentially on the move this offseason. So I guess my question is, do you want the Blazers to even be a part of anything like that? Or do you want them to steer clear of taking on big salaries and – facilitating deals for other teams in the Western conference that makes those teams better. No. Yeah. Stay out. If it's not going to make the Blazers immediately better, why are you trying to help the rest of the West get good? And that's exactly why Greg Popovich is not going to trade Kawhi Leonard to the Lakers. I'm not going to make somebody in the West, my direct competition who have to play four times a year better than me. Absolutely. No. Listen, we got to stop being so friendly if you're the trailblazers. Like I understand wanting to be a part of, you know, some, some movement for, for younger players and everything. But if it's not going to help you get to now, now at this point you finish with the three seed. So I think most fans are expecting, man, Hey man, four, four, fourth seed and higher. Like that's a reasonable expectation for the blazers. Now probably shouldn't be, but if we're involved with a three and I say weird because I am a blazer fan, if they're involved in a three team trade and you don't get nothing for it, it it was all for nothing. For what? What if you are able to shed the Evan Turner contract in said trade? Again, and here's here's my question: Get what in return? Like you you shed money for Evan Turner or you get Evan salary, Turner's contract? Salary cap relief. That's what you get. <laughs> and sal- exactly, salary cap relief for free agents that still aren't going to come there. So, like I, I saw something like I think Rodney Stuckey was was you know one of the free agents that the Blazers had their I eye on. I saw like, that. I mean, cool. Oh like, God. I mean, some veteran leadership. Well, that was what they—that was what Olshay was saying, or I guess that was maybe the prevailing thought was the Blazers realized they needed a bit more of a veteran playoff experience presence once the playoffs started. But Rodney Stuckey, I mean, I, I mean, cool. Is like, that really the Rodney like, Stuckey was a really good, you know, viable backup player eight years ago? You know, this so he'll is be a really good viable fifteenth player on the bench. Yeah, this, and this so year. I don't—I don't know if he's really you know, the guy that they want to go after. But that lets, lets, that lets you know where the Blazers are in the in the grand scheme of, of free agency. Like Rodney Stuckey was the name that I think we all heard of. It was like, word? Okay, man, cool. So, I mean, if you're going to be involved in that, man, get something for it. Get a draft pick, you know, a, a, a top, you know, five, six, seven draft pick. Okay, man, cool. Now you can do something from there. But if, you're, if it's just going to be to help some other teams with mobility, then psh, 
Don't even bother. Only thing something like that can do, I think, for the Blazers is lower expectations for the team, which isn't necessarily a bad thing for the franchise. But <laughs> I mean, um, but for the franchise itself, it's just another lateral move that doesn't get you anywhere. And that's all this franchise does is a lot of lateral moves. Anytime you seem to be moving forward, you get CJ, you get um, Dame, and then you're just a lot of lateral movements after that. And a lot of promises of this guy's going to develop and this guy's going to be a pillar of our future and this and this and this and this and i'm sorry but you know i i just feel like they could have done better to get a better player than zach last year in the draft and they could have i mean and that's where it is because you've said it they're they're not bringing in a free agent free agents aren't coming to portland and so you have to do it how through the draft or through trades and if you're just doing lateral trade movements you're just you're not doing anything with this this team you're just frustrating fans and i guess to circle it all back to the beginning of the conversation is that's why fans have the pipe dream of get Kawhi leonard get paul george get carmelo anthony whoever it is any year it's that because you're right this team almost always makes lateral moves at least in in the off season with with uh with like free agent trade moves or at least it's been a while, I should say, because there was a couple of years where they made a lot of shrewd moves in a row. Robin Lopez came in and Mo Harkless came in for nothing. And they looked, you know, like even the Shabazz trade, like even though Shabazz kind of fizzled out at the end of the year last year, he was a good player for the team. Those aren't necessarily big moves, though. They are small improvements. Mm -hmm. And those combinations of small improvements led to the three seed. But once the playoffs started, it led to getting swept because you just didn't have enough great players on your team to, to hold off Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Yes. Um, so, again, that's why I say it circles back. Blazer fans have the pipe dream and the hope that at some point they would be involved in a big enough move where they could try to get a player like Kawhi Leonard. And I think the thing that that is, is easy to, to point to, but you have to remember as well, yes, it's his last year of his deal. So if he goes to a team like Portland, again, very unlikely, or Sacramento – He's most likely not going to stay after the one year. But you also have the chance of Paul George this year. Now, he hasn't resigned yet, but he has said he wants to stay in Oklahoma City. That was a one-year rental. And the thought was there's no way he's going to stay in Oklahoma City when he wants to go play for the Lakers. Now, that could still happen, but he is saying he wants to stay in OKC. So... That is the small little hope in the back of your head that if you do the trade for Kawhi Leonard and you guys play really well together, it's Kawhi and Dame and CJ and it works and you get the three seed again and maybe you win around in the playoffs or whatever, that maybe he goes, you know what? I like it here. I'll stay here. And that's the pipe dream. The problem is, is generally that's unrealistic. Yes. That's, that is very, very, very rare to have that happen because in the current NBA, Every single star player can essentially control where they go and the team that they build around them. When, Super teams are the new norm. When was the last time a, a player of, of note, like a, a really big player in the league, was traded to Portland? Scottie Pippen? 299, you know, a long time ago. It was 20 years ago. You know, so I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I, I don't mean, think there was any after that, though. It was a big. I mean, we, there's, there was a point where the Blazers had Marcus Camby. Uh, a point where they had um, that was a trade. We traded right? for Marcus. Yeah, Camby. traded yeah. for Marcus Camby, uh, and then they resigned him. In, a point they had Andre Campbell. Miller, who I really loved um, here in Portland. Um, uh, but those aren't necessarily. I guess Camby kind of was. I don't know about a star, but he was one of the best centers yeah. in the league at the point. But um, I mean, Scottie Pippen was a name. 
Scottie, end of his career. Scotty Pippen. And, and Sheed was a name, but a, a lesser name at that point. We didn't know he would be as great as he actually was. But outside of that, like there's there have been very few like guys of note that have been traded here. And it says more about the franchise than than we can, you know. How many how many great players have been traded here? Two, three? It's not a lot. But so that lets you know that we that the Blazers really aren't in a lot of those trade talks about man, this guy is coming here. He's going to be coming here. They're they're in them, but they're always like that, you know. And the Blazers are a, a, a dark horse for uh, Paul George. The Blazers are the, they're dark horse for there. We're always the dark horse, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. But that's why sports is great, right? There's always the hope. No, there's always hope. Although in the NBA, it doesn't feel like there's hope right now. And I'll, 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 I'll tell you why next. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It's good to have hope in sports. It's good to have hope for your team every single offseason that something big is going to happen. But in the NBA right now, it just doesn't feel like there's hope for anybody except for the Warriors. Except for the Warriors. <laughs> and wherever LeBron chooses to go. Did you see LeBron throw a little shade at Portland, though? Not shade, but it was, oh, yeah. it was just The facts. Kevin Durant thing. Yeah, yeah. everybody knew Everybody knew KD would be the best, well, I guess, except, except Portland. Portland. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Portland. And he was right. It was funny. It Dang. was a funny. It was a funny jab. But it was also a, a sad reminder. Incredibly true. Um, but yeah, it's just the NBA is in such a bad spot, in my opinion. The fact that before this season, before last season, before the season before that, and before the season before that, we all said Warriors Cavs in the finals. Guess what we got? Warriors Cavs in the finals. So why are we playing the regular season? Why are we playing the playoffs? The playoffs haven't even been that good for the most part. It's just been slaughters. And then you get the finals that I guess we all want, quote unquote, because it's the two best teams. Sure. Houston but- and, and, San Antonio, and Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> that was the finals for me. That was the finals. Yeah. Um, and if it wasn't for Chris Paul going down, Golden State might have actually lost. But alas, we got the fourth straight year of the exact same finals. And I just. With the whole LeBron stuff and the whole Kawhi stuff and the Paul George and all these things and the Chris Paul might leave Houston already and all this stuff, it's just the NBA is it's exciting in the offseason. It's really exciting in the offseason. It gets you talking. It's like, ooh, you're dreaming about all these super teams. But once the season starts, it's the same old, same old. And, and to me, it's great to have hope, but it's really hard to have hope as an NBA fan right now because – you know you're not gonna win. you're not gonna beat the Warriors mm-hmm. if you're in the West. Yeah. And if LeBron stays in the East, you're not beating LeBron. Or if LeBron leaves, you're not beating the Celtics because they they've built themselves a super team or a, a young super team as well. So what do we do to fix this? How how can we try to make it so that every, every team has a chance again? And in the break, we were talking about this a little bit, and we were talking about baseball. In baseball, there's no salary cap. So a lot of the times a lot of the big free agents will go to a, the same team. They'll get one or two that go to the same team. 
Yankees, of course, are always guilty of this. Red Sox have been guilty of this. Dodgers have been guilty of this, et cetera. And those teams become great teams, but there's no guarantee they win the World Series. We've had, out of the last eight years, I want to say we've had six different World Series champions. In the NBA, we've had one or two, you know, or at least recently. So almost every year, it's a different winner. Almost every time in the playoffs, there's a different, there's a chance for a different team to win. Why is it like that in baseball, but not in the NBA? How can we get it to be more like baseball so where there's parity in the playoffs so that everybody who makes it has a chance? Because right now it's broken, and honestly, it's boring. Mm, the, the, the salary cap is definitely one of those things that would, would change some stuff. You know, I think there's a lot of players that probably would go play, um, I don't know, maybe not in Portland, but a lot of different places if they could afford them and if money weren't really the issue like that. Devin Booker, I'm pretty sure, wouldn't be stuck in – in Phoenix, if he had an opportunity to go, you know, join a, a Dame or something like that. You know, can you imagine putting Devin Booker on this Blazers team and seeing all of a sudden the changes that they make? You, know, you mean another one-dimensional offense guard? Sure. <laughs> why not? You know, why not? I mean, to be real, Steph isn't super dynamic. Steph has – he's, he's Yeah, a, but he has super dynamic players he's a, around He's him. a one-trick pony. That trick is amazing. You know what I'm saying? He does it every time, but that's really what Steph does. You know, he pulls up from three. That's kind of what Devin Booker does. But I, I think there's a – I don't know how you fix it. You know, we were – like you said, we were kind of just joking around in, during the break, and I was like, man, let these rookies decide where they want to go. Because at a point, everybody's not going to want to go just sign to Golden State. So – you got three rookies coming out, and they're all cool with each other. They played AAU and all that stuff together. Hey, man, let's all go to Phoenix. Let's all go to, you know, three, four guys. Like, man, we're going to go to Sacramento, and we're going to try to make it happen up there. And but if that I, happens every year, then I don't all feel of a sudden, like that would happen, though. It will never happen. I don't feel like not. people would choose to play in Sacramento. Of course, no, absolutely you would. If you if it's between going to play for the Warriors and never getting on the floor or not having a lot of time on the floor or, man, going to be my own star or our own stars in Sacramento, Memphis, or, I don't know, Orlando? Man, yes. I think a lot of dudes, these young dudes, will do that. Absolutely. I don't know. And we I live, don't... we live, we, and I, I see it all the time, man. And I, there's there's the, the tournament that's happening right now. We live in this AAU era to where these guys have been playing together since they were in the sixth grade, nationally nationally ranked since they were in the seventh grade. And and think so they they know each other. They're not, they're okay with spreading the ball around and, and, you know, being stars and teams like that. So uh, would it shock me if these guys like, uh, we can all be millionaires together in Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like, again, that would probably backfire in some way. I don't, I don't trust a that 18 to 22 year old players know what a smart choice like that would be. They would want to go to the big cities. They would want to go to the warriors B that team of young players all on the, on the Kings, for example, still wouldn't win immediately. They're all young rookies. They would need to get experience. And guess what? When they get that experience, their contract's going to be up. And guess what? They're going to go to a big team. So it might be exciting. Again, the offseason in the NBA is super exciting. It's really intriguing. It's really interesting. But once the season starts, it's back to the same old, same old. No, yeah. The, the offseason is, is the best part. Because during the season, we know who it's going to be. It's going to be the Warriors running over everyone, um, LeBron running through everyone, and then everyone else. You know, Westbrook's going to put up some triple doubles. James Harden's going to do some step backs. That's going to be the, the the season and how that goes. And, I mean, if, if if LeBron does go to L.A. and he brings Paul George and Kawhi with him or whatever the case may be, 
maybe if Chris Paul goes there or something, then the West will be a little bit more interesting, right? They'll get the top two teams. They'll get the Warriors and the Lakers at the top. Uh, and then you'll probably have them against the Celtics every single year. You know, again, it so oh great, the Lakers are back, you know. And they're not even a new team, quote unquote, right? They're they've been in the finals so many times it's it's hard to count. Um and then you just Lakers Celtics, great, classic, classic matchup for five more straight years, right? Let's if that happens. Like I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to fix it. That's why I'm asking. I, I don't I don't have a big idea. I, there's, I don't, there's I don't no, know. There's no way to fix it. This is just kind of what it is. The yeah. NBA created a culture where this is this is a cool thing, though. Well, I mean, and I'm okay with that because the uh, to be real, man, the owners have had the all the say, you know, forever. Owners and GMs, the one time where players get an opportunity to say, this is what I'm doing. If you don't like it, then whatever. Kevin Durant's the one dude that changed all that for me because you went to that team. You could have went anywhere else and I'd have been totally good, but you went to the one team that didn't need your services, and that's why – I think that part is is an issue. But for the most part, man, if you want to go win, and like I said, if I get an opportunity to play with my friends, like, man, I'm going to go do that. If I get to work. I, you mean to tell me for four years or three years I get to work, travel, and and play with my, my, my very best friend for a few years? Man, please sign me up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just makes I'm for, out the game. It just makes for not a very competitive environment. That's all. It's just facts. I mean, like it's I said, I, the Warriors already not competitive before Kevin Durant got there, and that was a homegrown team. You know, they were already pegged peg to win. Kevin Durant's the guy that went there and made it made it weird. LeBron going to the and we talk about this all the time. Him going to the Heat, man, they were a forty win team. They weren't like that the juggernaut. And in fact, anybody, everybody that was on that team, with the, the exception of Udonis Haslam, wasn't even there anymore. No right, they had to he, start completely over. But he built a super team by doing it because obviously Wade was already there, and he got Chris Bosh to go as well. So he built a super team to do that. Now Kevin Durant joined a super team, but it's all the same. It's all the same end result. You have super teams. There's like three of them, and they're always going to win. That's all I'm saying. I don't and see, and you and you kind of referenced, you know, Boston as a super team. It's like, are they a super team or are they a good team? They're because good, they're a good team. They, yeah, I wouldn't consider them a super team. Like we gotta put Kyrie and and Gordon Hayward on the floor, then okay, maybe we're talking something different. But well, I think that's what kind of makes them a super team is the fact that you look at the ridiculous depth that they have that they weren't supposed to do what they did this last season, pushing Cleveland all the way to Game Seven, making it to the Eastern Conference Finals after losing Kyrie Irving, after n- losing their number one pickup in free agency and Gordon Hayward, and you're going. Oh, well, they have Jason Tatum. That'll be a really nice addition. You know, they got uh, Al Horford. That's really nice. But, you know, but you think about that, you add all of a sudden Gordon Hayward and, um, to this situation and you add Irving to the situation, all of a sudden you're you're going, oh, wait a minute, but, this this team does kind of look like a super team now. So but, it, in, in reality, it kind of is. It's just we didn't get to see it last year because of injuries. But what we can't act like is that super teams have never existed the Philadelphia 76ers that won in 83 was a super team with, man, uh, Moses Malone, Dr. J, and and uh, Mo Cheeks. And, man, that was, that, was, that was a super team. Man, the Showtime Lakers was a super team. The, I know. The, it's man, it's man, always been a problem. Yeah, it, so it's just – The it, NBA has always just been happen. like this. Yeah, but, it didn't just happen. But yeah, it, no. it seems like it's getting worse. That's all. The, the, this yes, is how it, it feels. It's very much like, you know, the difference between the 99% and the 1% here in, in the United States. It's just that that gap grows every year. And it's the one thing that we all acknowledge is it's always been this way. In the NBA, you've, I mean, you've never seen an eight seed ever 
win the title. That happens in the NHL on a regular basis. That's the difference between the two leagues. That's the difference Wild between teams the, have made the World Series in the MLB. Exactly, and that the top and, and, and in the, the NFL. In fact, the NBA is kind of unique in the fact that because that one guy can change everything happen. in the NBA. You know, that's that that's also the other thing. Like in the NFL, small teams. Man, a quarterback might change the way you do things. You know, but a wide receiver is pretty much not going to change the way you play. Like in the NBA. It's only five guys on the floor. So LeBron, you get twenty percent of your team, and and taking up making up for seventy percent of your uh, of your team's like stats and everything like that. That's that can change everything. And I think that's why with the Warriors, it's it's unfair because now you added Kevin Durant to a team that didn't need his services at all. Well, they didn't and need then that 30 points. you put that in the fact in the in the Portland terms, where Portland's typically you know good enough to where they're not getting a top pick in the draft. They're not quite good enough to where they're going deep in the playoffs. Uh, they don't pick up free agents, and where does that leave you? Exactly where Portland is every year, just kind of in purgatory. And and that's the frustrating thing about being a, a Blazers fan and watching today's NBA is you watch that that gap get bigger, and you go, man, you watch Dame, and Dame is amazing to watch. He's he's phenomenal. You, he, he puts you in awe sometimes, but at the same point, he's still not LeBron James. And that's the big difference, and that's why Portland's always going to be where they are. You got somebody who's good enough to keep you from getting a top pick, but you're not going to get somebody to get you over that hump. We got a break, but I just want to read this text before we go. It's humorous that this is how non-Yankees fans have always viewed your team, Mike. They they just go by every good player. Of course, the Yanks haven't dominated like the Warriors, not since the 1950s. That's my point, is even in sports that allows this to happen, yeah. that team still doesn't win every single year. Yeah, baseball it's just, is it's baseball, the And again, baseball is much different. That one guy isn't going to change the way your entire franchise plays. All right, we got to go. Coming up next, Rashad Rance on Father's Day. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is Sports Sunday on The Fan.